Hey GOTA members, what's going on? Welcome back for another episode of GOTA TV. Today we have a very special episode for you as we're joined by three of GOTA's board members who have all recently been promoted to president or CEO at their respective companies. Across the industry, GOTA members are having to deal with the realities of succession planning and knowledge transfer as baby boomers continue to retire. We're joined first today by Butler Gas Products CEO, Abity Butler-Moore. Abity, we're happy to have you with us again. Thank you so much for having me. Abity, you were named CEO of the company in October of 2021. Can you discuss that transition process from president to CEO and your work with Jack and the board to facilitate a smooth transfer? We really believe that titles are more external than internal. So if anything, Jack's journey to chairman and my journey to CEO from being formerly president and COO was more of a succession planning milestone that had been mapped out probably about a decade ago um, on a paper napkin. You know, we um, a great exercise that Jack and I have done over the years and when I first entered the business full time from college was to sit down and say, you know, okay, what does each person's 10 year plan look like? You know, and, and Jack mapped that out on the napkin and I mapped mine out on the napkin and we did this exercise independently. And then we sat down and compared them. And it was a wonderful discussion of where those two 10 year plans matched where they differed, um, and there were a lot of synergies of, of things that were mutual expectations of transition. And we've really just been following that plan ever since. So there was nothing that occurred recently necessarily that propelled the timeline one way or another. It was just part of family business and family business succession. You were involved in putting together Butler's 100-year plan. Can you tell us about that plan and how having that plan in place can help guide you in your role as CEO? We are long-term thinkers. You know, we have patient long-term capital. We have a long-term investment, an emotional investment, as well as a financial investment in this industry and in the industry's success for generations to come. And part of our 100-year plan is the continual investment in the company. It means survival. It means that we invest in our people, that we invest in our business. You know, every dime that Butler Gas generates goes one of two places when it doesn't go to Uncle Sam. It either goes back into the company for asset investments and capital expenditures for the next year, or it goes into our employee profit sharing program. So as the owners of the business, the way that we're structured, we don't pay dividends. We're not taking any money out of the company other than the salaries that we earn for our roles. So all of those profits get reinvested back into the company. And that's the 100-year plan. The 100-year plan is continuation of management, both within the family and developing a very strong leadership team outside the bloodline family, but the, developing the Butler Gas family at large. And the 100-year plan means that we're continuously investing in our business. We're continuously investing in the communities where we operate and in our geographic market and as the industry as a whole and, and being good stewards of that industry for the future. 
In the press release announcing the move, it said that Jack's role as chairman would be easier to mentor and coach more. How beneficial do you feel it will be to have somebody like Jack in that mentoring and coaching role? Jack invented management by walking around. <laughs> I swear, he is he is so active in our company and in the lives of our colleagues and in the success of their personal lives and in their career goals and expectations. He is an extremely active chairman. He's always been and will always be a, a very active person. Um, so he does that internally at Butler Gas. And he refers to himself as the head scout and the banker. And that passion that he has for our business, the passion that he has for our customers, the passion that he has for our people, that's contagious. And he is involved in the day-to-day. -day. He's involved in the big picture. And that's just the, that's just the way we like it. It's, it's a joy and an honor to get to surround ourselves with the experience of somebody that's, you know, grown up in the business for, uh, you know, don't shoot me for saying this, but 70 years. <laughs> you know, it's, it's wonderful that, uh, that he brings that context. And uh, we're lucky that he's able to share that with us every day. What does it mean to you to be able to carry on your family legacy as CEO? I feel very honored to get to do something and work in an industry that is so impactful. You know, industrial and specialty and medical gases run so many facets of society and, and what we do in our infrastructure and our bridges and our buildings and our healthcare system. And I mean, you name it, it gases are everywhere. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating industry, and it's one that I feel honored to be a part of. And I also feel like the luckiest person in the world because family business is super cool. You know, it's one of the most rewarding yet challenging opportunities that I could imagine. So I just feel lucky to get to do it. And it uh, means the world to me that I get to do that with my family, you know, as a part of that. And I also love that the GATA community, especially is one of many multi-generation family-owned and operated companies. And even those who aren't family-owned and operated are many are independent and closely held or employee-owned. And, you know, it's just, it's a fantastic, fantastic people and relationship-centric industry. And we're just lucky to be a part of it. Is there anything else about this role or this process that you wanted to mention before we go today? One big lesson learned that we can pay forward is that life is event driven and succession planning in a business and especially in a family operated and owned business, it will happen and you can make a choice. You can make a choice whether you're proactive about that process or whether you're reactive and a reactive mindset often of avoidance behavior means that, you know, it's after death, those things are decided for you versus being proactive and, and planning ahead. And, and what we've found, how I was raised is that you get ahead of those things. You know, we're all going to die. <laughs> that's, that's a part of our, our, you know, existence as human beings. So might as well plan for it. And you might as well hope for the best and, and plan for the worst when it comes to succession planning. So we really try to get ahead of things with family meetings, with, you know, since I was a little kid, I knew, okay, 
here's the, here's the bread truck plan. If you know, someone goes out by getting hit with the bread truck, here are the attorneys, here are the lawyers, here's where the buy sell agreements are. Here's where the, you know, stock paperwork is. And it's just, it's kind of a reality in a family business that you have to protect the entity. You have to protect the business from life in the family. And so we're a, we're a business first family, as opposed to being a, you know, a family first business. Does the business exist to serve the family or does the family exist to serve the business? We believe that the family exists to serve the business. So it's prudent practice to get ahead of those things and to make sure that the documentation is in place before you need it. Abdi, thank you again for being with us today. We always appreciate it. We have more great interviews to go along with amazing member news and some exciting updates on projects from Gauta Media coming up right after a word from today's presenting sponsor, Weldcoa. We're joined next today by Josh Hahn, co-president of Hahn Welding Supply. Josh, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Josh, you and your brother Eric were named co-presidents of Hahn in November of 2021. Can you take us inside that transition process? Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a number of years in the making. I believe we started in 2019 discussing you know, what our transition plan would be. You know, we have, there's three of us, uh, myself, my brother Eric, and my brother Kyle. So we, we talked about what our roles could be, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, what we like to do. Um, and and we, we had some help along the way. Um, we talked to our accountant, we talked to our attorney, and we've hired a consultant who's uh, still working with us, um, just getting our, helping us get our systems in place, um, helping us to um, you know, kind of refine our roles and give us ways that we can communicate with each other, stay on the same page about what we're doing, um, be able to bounce ideas off of each other without, you know, taking too much away from the other person. So, so lucky for us, uh, Eric and I have, uh, we think, uh, complementary skill sets, and we like working in different areas of the business. So uh, we each kind of have part of the company that we're responsible for. And, uh, and also through all this, uh, my brother Kyle has transitioned from being our service manager and he's now in a sales role where he's, he's really thriving. Your dad, Mark, is going to stay on with the company in an emeritus role as he prepares to retire. How much will having him available in an advisory capacity ease the transition process? So uh, President Emeritus maybe isn't the most accurate title for him, he's, he's still active day to day in the company. Uh, he's reduced his hours, but he's, he's, still, he's still here. And I think that's huge for us. It's kind of switched from Mark asking, his, uh, asking uh, mine and Eric's opinion to us now asking his opinion on, on how to go forward with something. So it's, it's very helpful having him around. He's been in the company and in the industry his whole life. So it's just a huge resource and it's kind of speaks to a larger transition that a lot of us are, are dealing with as some of those really experienced people start to retire. We 
try to figure out you know ways to you know get good people in and try to transition that knowledge and that's something that we're still trying to figure out the best way to do you're a fourth generation owned and operated company what does it mean to you to continue the legacy that your family has built up over the previous three generations so my grandfather and great-grandfather started building welders in the 30s and many members of our extended family aunts uncles cousins have have worked in the business through the years it's it's not something we take for granted um, you know we want to do the best we can to live up to the expectations and you know the, the high bar that's been that's been set for us and and part of what we've been doing with our consultants is is trying to put that culture into words so you know we hear from customers and from employees that you know they they love working for us or with us and you know a lot of times we don't know why so it's it's been a good process to try to kind of figure that out you know what are we doing right what are we doing wrong how can we continue living up to that high bar and uh and you know this process is just you know helping us to put our finger on on what's going right how can you continue to build on that success going forward while putting your own stamp on the business we, we you know we want to keep the business going in the direction that it's been going in we're we're close to going live with a, a new ERP, which will, we think will really be able to build off of in, in a lot of different directions. We, we always look at different opportunities to expand into, into new territories, I'm trying to get quality people in here, like we said, to fill these, you know, fill the shoes that are, are being left behind, I guess. And, you know, just, just putting systems into place uh, to be able to keep the values that we've we've talked about. We, we're we're always looking at new opportunities and for new opportunities, but we also want to make sure that we're we're holding those values and staying true to who we are. Josh, we really appreciate you being part of the show. Thank you so much, and congratulations again on the promotion. Being active for more than seventy years, always following the original mission. Wherever gas is the integral part and provides energy for everyday life there will be the technological and productive commitment from Cavani Group. Finally, we're happy to be joined once again by Noble Gas Solutions President Colleen Kohler. Colleen, thank you for being back with us today. Thank you so much for having me again. Colleen, at the end of 2021, you were named President at Noble Gas. Can you discuss the transition process to this new role? So I guess you could say that I have been transitioning or preparing to take on this role you know, you could question ever since I was a little girl or when I started to come back into the business, it was very important for my father to have me work in every department and also to really just start, you know, learning the business from the ground up. So I guess you could say my transition started, you know, even 10 years ago, I worked on the counter in our store and dealt with working with customers coming into our branches. I've worked in the operations department, leading production and distribution. I've overseen the finance department, customer service. And lastly, um, I was transitioned into moving into the sales department the last few years. So I was heading up that department while working with the managers of the other departments. 
So having done all of that, we felt that I was now fairly ready to just kind of jump in and take over this role as I was ready to do that. My father was ready to let me do that as he would like to be in the warmer weather where he can enjoy himself. You talked about how you've worked in every department in the company. How beneficial has that experience been now that you've taken on the role of president? I think it was beneficial to my father because he had the confidence that I lived and worked in every department. So it wasn't just giving direction as a manager to a department that I didn't understand. Um, I also felt like I gained a lot of, you know, respect from the employees that I wasn't just given a high level opportunity right off the bat. I always felt, you know, coming into family business that I had to work twice as hard uh, to prove myself that, you know, I wasn't just given this opportunity that I really had to work twice as hard to earn it and to show everybody that I deserved it. So um, I also felt it was beneficial to me to learn those departments, to learn, you know, working in it, what works with working in the store, what happens at distribution in the morning when the truck drivers are trying to get out and trying to overcome those obstacles, like on the ground floor, working with everybody, then managing them, I felt was extremely beneficial. How much has it helped ease the transition, having your dad available as a sounding board or to give advice? Well, those who know my father know that he's a very loud personality in, in a great way. Um, you know, when he's in the room, you definitely know, and he makes work a lot of fun, and he's a tremendous resource for me. Um, he's always been there to ask questions, to answer, to be a mentor to me. And even as he eases into retirement, um, he's always there to answer any questions or or anything that I have. So he's, he's really been an invaluable resource to me, not only me, but also the rest of our executive management team. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to succeed as much as I have without him for sure. Is there anything else about this new role or the transition process that you want to discuss today? I have, you know, big goals and aspirations for Noble. Um, it means a lot to me and the rest of the executive team. We're very hungry to grow. Um, we've had great success the past few years where we've grown 20% year over year, even during a pandemic, which just speaks to our work ethic and, you know, our customers, how much they believe in us and how much we believe in supporting them during this difficult time. Um, but, you know, we, we see growth in many different areas. You know, we, we're, we're looking to open up, you know, other branches. We just opened one in Glens Falls. We're opening others soon. Uh, we want to expand our team. We want to, um, you know, gain market share by working with, you know, customers that we haven't had the opportunity to work with. And, and really, like I said, to support them and their growth, which is where, you know, through those relationships, we've gained a lot. So um, we're looking to continue to grow in any way that we can. It's a great privilege to have been honored to be promoted to this role. I think it's something as growing up in family business and a multi-generational business that, you know, you always see as a potential in the future. And then when the day comes, it's sort of surreal that it's there, but um, it, it's a, it's, I'm like I'd said, very honored that I have earned this position and, and work with the great team that I do and excited for the future and what it has to hold and, you know, to continue to just learning and growing and, and getting better as a professional. Colleen, we always love having you on. Congratulations again.
It is important to keep your equipment running. Cryovations to Cryoshop.com has all the parts you need on the shelf to keep your plant going. Valves, vaporizers, pump parts, and more. Visit www.thecryoshop.com. Today's member news segment is brought to you by Anthony Welded Products. Four generations strong since 1958. On January 13th, the United States Supreme Court reinstated the stay against the OSHA Emergency Temporary Standard that required large employers to ensure their employees are vaccinated for COVID or to submit weekly testing. In a 6-3 vote, the court held that OSHA did not have the authority from Congress to issue such a broad public health mandate. Gauda Media released its 2022 Gauda Buyer's Guide. The Buyer's Guide is online now and should hit desks in the next couple of weeks. It's a single source reference of essential information about the leading manufacturers, suppliers, and service providers in the welding and gases supply channel. Gauda Media also released the first quarter issue of Welding and Gases Today. Our first quarter issue is the annual forecast issue, and it features economic outlooks from Gauda distributors and suppliers, as well as forecasts from AWS, CGA, and ITR Economics. Registration for the Gauda Scholarship Program is open now. The application deadline for the program is Friday, February 25th. GAUDA is partnering with other distribution associations to bring GAUDA members free access to a webinar series entitled Winning the War for Talent. The first of the six-part webinar series will take place on February 16th. Meredith's Gas Partners announced that it has entered a partnership with Mitchell Welding Supply. Airco Gases Southwest acquired the assets of Welders Mart in Caddo Mills, Texas. Fine Power Tools joined the IWDC as an approved vendor. Registration is open now for the in-person, hands-on specialty gas operational training at Weldcoa. The training service is provided by Weldcoa and Asterisk. Anova was named the Industrial Internet of Things Innovator of the Year at the IoT Breakthrough Awards. The Hobart Institute of Welding Technology announced the build of a 9,000 square foot welcome center, which will be the focal point for all visitors coming to the campus. To read more about any of these member news items, or to submit member news of your own, read the full February 1st Gauda Connection in your email inbox today, or by clicking the link in the description below. Gas distributors, tank repair shops, cryogenic techs. Live the Equigas experience and find out for yourself. Send us a picture and we'll help you identify what you really need. We have the equipment you need with the service you deserve. Make your life easier. Give us a call today. We answer the phone and ship the same day. Thank you to everybody who tuned in today. Today is a very special episode of Gauda TV. One year ago today, on February 1st, 2021, we launched the inaugural episode of Gauda TV. Our very first episode dealt with the industry's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, something that we continue to deal with today. Since then, we've done 24 episodes on a variety of important issues and topics from around the industry that are impacting Gauda members in different ways. We've had the very distinct honor of interviewing 82 different people, many of those people more than once. We've had 12 past GAUTA presidents join us on the show. We've produced 140 different segments. We've introduced new segments and sponsored segments. We're constantly looking to continue to evolve and improve. 
But the biggest constant throughout this entire year has been the unwavering support of God members and viewers like you. In the past 365 days, Gauda TV videos have been watched more than 10,000 times. Cumulatively, you have watched more than 735 hours of content. From the bottom of my heart, and speaking for everyone here at Gauda Media, we just want to say thank you. We couldn't have done this without you. We look forward to year two of Gauda TV, and we can't wait to explore more important topics and meet new and interesting people. As always, if you'd like to be part of the show, or you have suggestions for how we can improve going forward, please email us today using the email in the description below. Please join us next week as we embark on year two of this show together. Until then, this is Steve Guillermo signing off.